Every Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com slash panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that now space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. I'm a contrary, but I don't want to hear 
All right, everybody, welcome to the Plex. Welcome podcast listeners. Welcome live viewers on Twitch. Welcome live viewers on Odyssey. And I welcome anybody who's listening on the IceCast. We do the show live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. Just real quick, you can support this project at echoplexmedia.com slash support. We're moving to a bigger studio and we could use your money or just you to buy us shit from our Amazon wish list. If you don't have any money to spend or just don't really spend money supporting creators, that's fine. Share out the podcast on your Twitter or with your friends. Tell your mom about it. Text it to somebody. If somebody sends you a spam text, just text them back a link to the podcast. I'm producer Dave and you can find me damn near anywhere. I'm historian Matt. You can't find me anywhere except on other Echoplex media shows periodically. But uh, I don't want to talk about that. I got a graphic novel coming out next weekend, so check it out. It will be uh, in uh, paperback form on Amazon. It's called The Last Red, Red Wizard. Check it out. Might get a link in the chat for those who are checking out the chat. Um, yeah, I guess, Dave, why don't you give the people what they want? Police officers. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. But don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. Donate the cops Thank your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Thank your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law Don't hate the cops
So the Republicans seem to have gone from, oh, don't worry about Roe versus Wade. It's actually now going to be a state's rights issue to heartbeat bills for all. Reduce the Heartbeat Protection Act in the U.S. House of Representatives. This bill would legally prohibit future abortions from being performed if a pre-born child's heartbeat can be detected, with the exception for when a mother's life is endangered. It is a science-based humanity-respecting solution suited to the new landscape in which we find ourselves. Is it science-based? I mean, they're playing science, even though like it doesn't, Science is not something that fully works in this situation. It's, you know, philosophy kind of, or a religious thing um, to determine when life starts. But they're trying, they're trying to say, because you can use science to determine if uh, there's a heartbeat. That's why they claim it's science. Do we know at at about how many weeks uh, a heartbeat can typically be detected? I believe we do. And I do not know when that is. I meant we as in us on the show, but it's, Stunning. Me and Matt don't know something. <laughs> That's okay. I just don't like, I don't like this stuff. I, I feel like it, it's, it's just going to be abused. And like, the problem is after the fact, how do you determine whether or not there was like a detectable heartbeat? Like that's yeah. the, my problem is like, first of all, the law is stupid, but it, like, let's say that the law was reasonable or whatever. The problem lies in how do you enforce it after the fact? Like, how do you, how do you determine after the fact? Yeah. They're just going to go on the X number of weeks rule. And it's, um, it's not very long, uh, because like (laughs) it's the fetus is not going to look much like a human before it has a heart. Right. Right. So anyway, yeah, whatever. They, of course, that's that was going to happen. Luckily enough, they don't have the votes in either House of Congress to get any of that shit passed. So that's all just re- yeah. red meat for that guy's base or whatever, right? For his voters, it's just uh, symbolic. But it's a but sign. It was, of, it's a sign of things to come in our gerrymandered wasteland. I would tell yeah. you to vote, but I feel like the people who watch this show it probably skews pretty heavily to people in big cities in the United States, and so I'm and still California. vote. <laughs> still vote, but like. Yeah. Like, don't be too surprised if, if we outvote them again and they end up picking up seats and those kinds of things. Cause that's just sort of how this shithole of a gerrymandered country works these days. <sighs> oh man. I came with across- abortion stuff in the beginning here. Don't we? Yeah. I mean, I figured I'd front load. I figured we make it a little, keep it, keep it more fun and crazy at the end of the docket as is always the case. Good. Um, I saw some shorter clips of this. I didn't see this longer clip here. This is amazing. Uh, yeah. Josh Hawley has no idea what the fuck he's talking about in this clip. And he's like, uh, I, I don't think it's that Hawley. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's a different Hawley. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't get the first name. So I, I just put Hawley down. I, by the way, people, I did most of the <laughs> a description or I don't know what are titles for these. So <laughs> Yeah, thanks for that too. By the way, I didn't have time. I did the best to, I could. <laughs> I, I do the best I can every week too. So this is <clears throat> um, uh, House Member Holly. We'll see which Holly it is. But this person has no idea what an ectopic pregnancy is or what an abortion is. 
Yeah. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, Ms. Hawley, please state for the record, when an ectopic pregnancy ruptures, what are the chances that it can be carried to term? My, under my understanding is that when an ectopic pregnancy ruptures is a life-threatening condition, that's why... The oh, Holly isn't even... Holly isn't a member of the House of Representatives. Holly is a witness in front of the House of Representatives. It's Ms. Yeah. Holly. Yeah. ...for an ectopic pregnancy is Excuse not me. an abortion. I'm sorry. Oh, there it was. Aaron. <laughs> Again, could you just answer the question? When an ectopic pregnancy ruptures, what are the chances that it can be safely carried to term. And, and you know what, just to make this even clearer, I'm looking for a number between zero to 100. Can you give me a, a percentage? Sure, I believe zero ectopic pregnancies, even those that do not rupture, have a chance of uh, uh, successfully being carried to term. That's why the treatment for them is not an abortion. Reclaiming my time. Uh, it seems that there is a deficit in your understanding of reproductive health. Uh, in fact, I want the record to reflect that according to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, treatment for ectopic pregnancy requires ending a non-viable pregnancy. Now, let's turn... That, with respect, ma'am, that's not an abortion. That is an abortion. This is my time. You, I and it's her time. Question. You answered... And I'm now providing you with the accurate information from medical experts. My question was, when an ectopic pregnancy ruptures, what are the chances it can be safely carried to term? The answer is 0%. I answered that correctly. Further, I got the right answer, though. When it comes to <laughs> one's accurate understanding of reproductive health, and abortion care with an ectopic pregnancy, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists says, quote, treatment for ectopic pregnancy requires ending a non-viable pregnancy, this is my time, end quote. That is so now I'm going to turn to the real experts. That's not an abortion. <laughs> it's absolutely an abortion. They're just trying to play games with definitions right right it's and i liked at the end how she was like what i'm going to do now is turn to the real experts because this person wasn't like a medical expert they were from alliance defending freedom yeah which is yeah. Off, awfully interesting when they're there like trying to like advocate against people having the freedom to get an abortion but you know whatever freedom means what it needs to mean whenever it needs to mean what it needs to mean that's the one of the things we've learned on this show um yeah, it's, that, that video, I was looking to see if they actually continued. There was a short continuance on the video, but there wasn't what the, you know, the actual expert said, which I was a little disappointed on. If we but had a staff. That idea, what? If we had a staff, they could go like back yeah, through C-SPAN yeah, and find, it. Find, find us exactly yeah. what we're looking for. I, I want people to, to remember this idea where she's trying to define ending the, the ectopic pregnancy as not an abortion. Because that comes up again. And it is. It's ending the pregnancy. That's what an yep. abortion is. It's a, a medical yep. medical ending of a pregnancy. Um, and the, the, the bigger point there is that people who have ectopic pregnancies might end up being punished under some of the laws that are being passed in some of these states. Because what they're doing is technically an abortion. Yeah. And that's like the point there.
and the lady from Alliance Defending Freedom does not want to have that conversation. Yeah. But the, the, the one of the problems is if you want to go in front of the house, like you kind of just have to have whatever conversation the people asking you the questions want to have, because that's what you're there for. You're, you're there as like a, like a witness or uh, some kind of expert or something. But that lady wasn't an expert. I, I bet uh, the Republicans on whatever committee that was decided to have her there. Yeah. Could have been worse. They could have had Dr. Oz. More on Dr. Oz later. Um, <laughs> now we got the Indiana Attorney General says they are looking into... Uh, so there was a there's a story going around social media. And it was... I mean, because of the way social media works and the way disinformation works in our current society, it was hard for like the average person to get information on what the fuck happened. So uh, apparently a 10-year-old was pregnant as the result of... Uh, some kind of sexual abuse because I don't think 10 year olds get pregnant as a result of anything else uh, generally. Um, And uh, people, everybody was saying all kind of weird shit about it. And uh, it's interesting because I believe in Indiana abortion is still legal. And so people were saying that the doctor didn't report the abortion happening, but the doctor certainly reported that the abortion happened. Yeah. Was it, did it happen? It, there was something weird, like, was it in Indiana, but they, um, by the time she was, you know, realized she was pregnant, like it was too late. And, and the, one of the big things is that she had to go out of state to get the abortion. She was from Ohio and traveled from to Ohio, went to Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we live in a crazy place where you like, got to travel to Indiana for their progressive laws, but whatever. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the, I guess the Indiana attorney general is saying that he's going to look into the doctor because su- supposedly the misinformation on the internet is that the doctor didn't record the abortion as having happened, but that's false, false. Yes. The, all, all indications are that the doctor did do whatever appropriate paperwork with whatever yeah. appropriate agencies regarding uh, the abortion. And so here's the, uh, here's information about the attorney general looking into the doctor, the attorney general of Indiana, where abortion is in fact still legal for now. People in Indianapolis, vote, please. Yeah. So what's going on, Todd? Jesse, thanks for having me on, but I shouldn't be here, right? Well, no, you shouldn't. Like, as the attorney general, probably, actually. Immigration (laughs) issue, because likely of Biden's lawlessness at the border and everything going on down there. That's why Indiana, as a non-border state, has actually filed several independent lawsuits on that. Then we have the rape, and then we have this uh, abortion activist acting as a doctor with a history of failing to report so we're gathering acting the as a doctor come on as we speak and we're going to fight this uh to the end uh including looking at her licensure uh if she failed to report and in indiana it's a crime uh for uh to not report to intentionally not report so what kind yo what do you mean a history of failure to report this person would have lost their fucking medical license if they like did that shit twice probably yeah, I don't know about about her history or if there's anything there, but apparently with this abortion, she absolutely reported, did everything by the book. It was totally legal, but now they're... It, it, the whole problem was when the story first came out, there wasn't a, a lot of solid info on what was going on, and the, uh, the right-wing media jumped on it and tried to say that it was misinformation from the left. 
And then it was proven to be true. And so now they're trying to grasp at straws for anything else they can uh, do about this story because it it makes them look so incredibly bad. Well, it's just that like the, yeah, the misinformation machine ramped up before anybody had any information. And it, I mean, to be honest, like it only made those, the people who it made look bad. It made them look bad to people who already think they look bad. Right. Like, well, yeah, true. Like the the true believers, the people who bought into the misinformation and respread it, they either believe the misinformation or, and the more they cynical part, still believe it, <laughs> or, or the more cynical part of me thinks they know that it's bullshit, but they were spreading yeah. it around anyway. And um, I think some people do that um, because, like, what is it? Uh, the ends justify the means. Um, yeah, and unfortunately. Unfortunately, what's fucked up here is that there's like this little girl who had like this traumatic experience. And even though luckily enough, her name isn't out there as far as I know. Right. It's not like 10 year olds can't read or learn about things in the news. So this person's shit is all over the news and they're just being re-traumatized and lied about. And then this doctor who like, probably save this girl's life is now being dragged through the mud because I don't think yep. I'm not sure that a 10 year old's body can survive a like del- pregnancy and delivery. Yeah. I am not sure that that's a likely scenario. So this whole thing's fucked up, but one good thing, <clears throat> but it cuts both ways. One good thing is everybody's medical records are private. It does cut the other way though. When somebody claims their kid was vaccine injured, cause you can't fucking fact check them. But in this case, this is why medical records are private, so that this girl's name isn't all over the fucking news, because that would be fucking disgusting. Not for nothing, too, just during the AIDS crisis, AIDS patients' names being published would be fucking disgusting, too. Yep. Um, So, that is what it is. Um, I don't know who Representative Norman is, uh, but I did watch this clip. And I have uh, the context of this really doesn't matter. Representative Norman is an idiot (laughs) and an asshole. And it's, and he just gets his ass handed to him on this one. I think (laughs) So we're really bad for him, but he kind of got, you know what I mean? You go out there in the, you go out there in the courtyard and you talk your shit. Sometimes you get what you deserve. Yeah. You agree with infanticide? Well, I think you're using um, inflammatory language to basically describe a situation that does not happen. We don't have infanticide happening. Doctors yep. would not do that, and neither would folks who have carried pregnancy. Okay, would a healthy child, later- do you agree if a healthy child is born, that is that woman's right to decide if it lives or dies? What I think is, based on your question, you have a very low opinion of pregnant people. Because if you think no, no, that anybody the, would answer carry... Answer the question. Excuse me. Excuse answer me. the question. I'm answering it. Do you no, wanna, you're not. You want to answer it or it you want to keep talking over witnesses? What I'm telling no, no. you is nobody would carry a pregnancy... I like her. ...on a Monday because they are yeah. bored that they want to have an abortion. That's ridiculous. And it's inflammatory, you're, what you're saying. You're talking about families who are in tough situations where folks have been excited about carrying a pregnancy. Most of the abortions that happen later in pregnancy are really tragedies where it's really a disappointment for everyone involved. But you agree with, I, t- I take it with all those words, uh, you do agree with basically murdering a child at, uh, after they're born. Miss, uh, Miss Graves, could you answer that? Would you just, yes or no? I have to say, Congressman, 
how you just characterize the representative statement is is extremely inflammatory and the type of thing that it's dangerous. And what you guys have been talking today about the threats against crisis pregnancy centers, which I assume are are serious and are terrible. The threats I've that got people a who work of time. on abortion not access take every single day. I'm assuming that you're for infanticide. Of this I would of also say that her, line, her language, language that health Madam Chair, not okay. that, uh, the gentleman's time. Congressman, he's question. reclaiming his time. I would say that. <laughs> Yo, I liked her at the end. She just put her pen down and was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> Like nobody there, he he was saying like your he said that the other woman there was okay with murdering a child after it was born. Yes, and she, that's she, what he was trying to get them to say, and they wouldn't say that because it's stupid and he's an idiot. But then he said like he really like talked down to her and was like all those words, you know, <clears throat> and when he when he was trying to push his narrative, uh, it's just wow. And not for nothing, when we see this kind of stuff, a lot of times it's an old white guy talking to a woman of color. And, and this is when it comes to abortion. I think that this there's a there's a bit of an optics there that. I just wonder if it was like. Like a white guy, you know, who like a 50 year old white guy or whatever, if you'd be talking to that person the same way. It's yeah, it's counterfactual. You don't know, but it's like. <clears throat> I don't know. I like that they stood up for themselves. I like that they were like, this is inflammatory. And the way you're framing this question is like, you know, counterproductive. And the other lady was like, this kind of rhetoric is dangerous. I like that. They just, instead of like going like down the rabbit hole with him, that they sort of were like, Hey, this is the problem with this discussion and it's dangerous. And it is. If people think that, uh, abortion clinics or, you know, women's healthcare clinics or whatever are in the practice of, delivering a baby and then killing the baby if people believe that if you think someone's doing that then anything you do to them is morally permissible yeah it's like when you they were calling everybody groomers and shit it's the same thing if you think that just your random like queer people in your community or random people who just don't hate queer people are grooming children too it's all anything you do to them is morally permissible and that's why this kind of language is so dangerous it's not that you're telling someone to do harm to someone else. It's fucking stochastic terrorism. You, you put this out there enough as an authority figure and somebody's going to take action on it. Yep. And it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. So here's a, one of the Republican witnesses at, a, at either the same hearing or a different hearing. Um, just doesn't even, a lot of people don't even know what an abortion is. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know what to say here. Um, they're just trying to make it anything they don't like. So here we go. Thank you. Ms. Foster, you think a 10-year-old would choose to carry? Um, uh, in, in a 10-year-old case, first of all, the Ohio... No, my, my question is, would a 10-year-old choose to carry a baby? In the Ohio case, the, uh, the Ohio you, Attorney would a, would a General said that choose, abortion no, no, would have been justified. Focus on the question, please. Would a 10-year-old choose to carry a baby? Um, I, I, I cannot... Do you think a 10-year-old should choose to carry a baby? I, I believe it would probably impact her, her life. And so, therefore, it would fall under any exception and would not be an abortion. Wait. <laughs> it would not be an abortion if a 10-year-old with her parents made the decision not to have a baby that was the result of a rape? 
if a 10-year-old became pregnant as a result of rape and it was uh, threatening her life, then that's not an abortion. What the fuck? So it would not <laughs> exactly. Restriction Again, they're, they're trying to redefine uh, terms. Uh, yes, I am. Did you just hear some disinformation? Uh, yes, I heard some very significant disinformation. Why don't you tell me about that? Uh, yes, an, an abortion is a procedure. It's a medical procedure um, that individuals undergo for a wide range of circumstances, um, including uh, because they have been sexually assaulted, uh, raped in the case of the 10-year-old. Um, it doesn't matter whether or not um, there is a statutory exemption. It is still a medical procedure that is understood to be an abortion. Uh, beyond that, I think it's also important to note that there is no exception um, for the life or the health of the mother in the Ohio law. That's why that 10-year-old had to cross state lines in order to receive an abortion. Mr. Chairman, and thank you, Mr. Warbelow. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Again, Again, they're trying to they're trying to say that these exceptions mean that it's not abortion when abortion is a medical well-defined medical procedure they don't what know the what fuck? they're talking about i'm glad that other lady was there to be like i don't let's that's like saying that if like that's like saying that like we actually uh didn't put a cast on your arm because of the circumstances under which you broke your arm this wasn't actually a cast right it's yeah like, we don't do this with other <laughs> exactly, medical procedures yeah. this was no 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 this wasn't open heart surgery Yes, we did surgery, had to open this person's heart up, but no, no, the circumstances surrounding this particular thing, I mean, this was not open heart surgery, not at all. No, we, right. I don't know what, we just chose to open this person's heart and fix it. Yeah. Listen, just, on, just like, we'll take the small victory here that the people they've put in front of Congress to talk about this are dumb fucks, right? <laughs> like, yeah. That they can't. They can't say, instead of saying, oh, that's not an abortion, they can't, they can't say, they can't just say, this is an extreme circumstance. And in these extreme circumstances, we think that most state laws will carve out exceptions and allow an right. abortion to happen. Instead, no, that's not an abortion. She's 10. <laughs> like, that's not, actually, that lady, that lady didn't have a facelift. She's 84. Like, what are you talking <laughs> right, about? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Nah, Dave didn't get butt implants. He's 45. Like, you know, like, <laughs> what are they talking about? Oh my God. So we're about, we're about a half hour in. So we're going to skip ahead a little bit here. So <laughs> this, there's this guy that's been like hassling elected officials. I'm generally in favor of hassling elected officials. I actually don't think that in and of itself, hassling elected officials in public is bad. It's just that this guy's a dick. And he's like, just being a dick. He's not really making any good points. You know, if you're going to hassle an elect elected official, like find one that hates gay people and glitter bomb them, right? Like do it up, do it right. Use glitter. Right. Because <laughs> first of all, glitter is fabulous. But secondly, that shit gets everywhere. Yeah. Also like in this one, we, we, the guy's name is not mentioned anywhere. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know who this guy is. No, and I like that uh, Ron, who uh, pulled the clip, also didn't mention this guy's name. I forget his yeah. name. He's like a, um, yeah, he's like a provocative. It, it's like the good liars, but you like know their name. That you don't know their name, yeah. but you know their brand. <laughs> he's like a, like a right wing chud version of the good liars who isn't funny and nobody knows his name. So that's fucking, yeah. fucking fabulous. Here he is on Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene. <laughs> I can't believe this. 
I can't believe this. I can't believe what he, he, he just fucking describes the Tucker Carlson show in a very accurate way in this clip, yep. which is rather stunning. I'm not trying to brag. I got a couple. I got yeah. a couple <laughs> clicks on the internet. And well, and you know, it's easy because my biological. Obviously, you're saying things. Hold on, you're saying oh. things that no one agrees with. So I mean, yeah. why would anybody follow you <laughs> and listen to you? Only because my my father he hosts the White Power Hour. Tucker Carlson helped me out. So if it wasn't for him <laughs> and the White Power Hour, then I would nobody would know who I am. So the White Power yeah, Hour. Thank you. Oh, on thank Fox you. News. My, yeah, the thank Insurrectionist you. Uh, Network. <laughs> wow. That, I don't think that guy's really Tucker Carlson's kid. Um, but if he is and nobody knows his name, that's even better. <laughs> but I don't think he's really Tucker yeah. Carlson's kid. But he just called Tucker Carlson's show the White Power Hour. That's fucking amazing. They're like, yeah. fucking just like, yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> I I don't know. There's nothing really to say about that. I've got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Speaks it's, for itself. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of times it's, the shit speaks for itself, um, at least on Sunday. You want to hear you want to hear me talk at length uh tune in wednesday but if you don't like me talking at length i think uh sunday and tuesday are your best live nights podcast listeners because <laughs> we just have a fucking panic attack of clips here is a friend of peter Thiel, blake masters he's, he's at some kind of town hall meeting i guess they play bingo there not conspiracy bingo by the way not like a fun cool bingo but like well i don't know bingo can be fun actually fuck that i'd go play bingo with a bunch of cool old folks Especially if they got they yeah. got beer and stuff, it'd be like totally fun. Anyway, he's going to talk about COVID treatment and uh, infections in Arizona and how they uh, did it wrong, and his his reasons for it will be um, familiar to uh, viewers of basically all of our other shows and Red Light for this show. Ban their doctors to give the prescription of ivermectin for COVID. And if their doctors that are employed by them give it, they fire them and stuff. Are you willing to allow people who choose to take ivermectin and hydrochloroquine for COVID to be allowed to do that and let these doctors, these hospitals stop getting between the patient and the doctor's treatment plan? Oh, absolutely. No, I've seen a lot of, of consolidation and corruption in sort of hospital systems, and the Democrats don't talk about that. They talk about big pharma, they talk about insurance companies. There's an awful lot of concentration of power in the hospital system. He's like, I'm not going to talk about big pharma. I'm a friend of Peter Thiel, and I'm heavily invested in pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> it's bad for patients, it's bad for individual doctors. And how crazy is it? How many people did it kill, right? This delusion. Because President Trump was right, he, he, me he mentioned hydroxychloroquine like pretty early on. And because he said it, which I'm pretty sure was proven not to help. Right. Well, not demonstrated to help. Right. Right. Like, like well, test, yeah. like study Sorry. after if like high quality study after high quality study. And then meta analyses of those high quality studies said that it was you yeah. know no better than placebo. Right. Right. Which means it doesn't work in like common parlance. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Right. The, the problem with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and so many things like it is big pharma can't make money on That's bullshit. <laughs> ivermectin is literally a big pharma medicine that they're making lots of money off of. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck does he think makes hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin? <laughs> you think Brett Weinstein produces that shit in that wooden room he broadcasts from? What the fuck? Fucking RFK Jr. making it? What are you talking about? Friends who have cases of COVID, take ivermectin, boom, they're fine. Of ivermectin 
right here on 66 and Walgreens because I refused to go to a doctor that she would leave the hospital. And my doctor gave me a prescription. It's available, my insurance won't pay for it, right. but it's $38.33. Right. So that should be your choice. If your life is worth $38, that you'd be able to take it. But if you go to the hospital, you go to these doctors that are really in the hospital and came in care and see, they will be fired to give you that prescription. Absolutely. That's no, it's one of our PCs. Uh, yeah. For Rich Dazzo out of Wikia begged them to transfer him. Yep. Not only did they refuse to give, let him have the medication like ivermectin, they refused to transfer them. They murdered him. It's a, it, that's literally what it is. I right? I've heard so many anecdotes from people who, and these were a little bit luckier, but the doctor said, you gotta get out of here. Yeah. Go see this guy, because we're just gonna put you on a ventilator here. And that's, that's, that's a one-way ticket to where you don't wanna be. Right? So look. I can't tell what's going on with these, like, you're talking about anecdotes, of course, which are meaningless. Uh, but it's uh, likely if they're asking for ivermectin or uh, hydroxychloroquine, right? Uh, they weren't vaccinated. Of course, it's unclear if these uh, these cases happened before vaccinations, you know, vaccines were widely available. Um, but like, yeah, you can't tell what what the heck's happening there. But I would say, like, I just heard from you know on the news from one of the uh, um, government officials on on i don't i don't remember where he's from but talking about COVID 19 and you know there's new variants out that are getting around the vaccine but apparently if you have you know you've done both vaccine shots and a booster you're pretty well protected and if you have the second booster which unfortunately we are not eligible for for yet but apparently if you have the second booster even with these new variants though you may still get it you're virtually it's virtually impossible for you to die. Like it's just such a low percentage probability that you will die from it. Um, that it's almost guaranteed survival rate, you know? And like, not for nothing, like the person, like this anecdote they're talking about, right? Where this person has COVID to the point where they need to be on a ventilator and they're like begging for an unproven treatment because of propaganda on social media that person's a victim yeah not of the doctor and the ventilator but of people like brett weinstein people like this fucking friend of peter Thiel, um blake masters people like robert f kennedy jr people like dane like dane wigington people like uh del big tree and to a much lesser extent, people like Austin Bennett, because nobody pays a lick of attention to fucking Austin Bennett anymore. <laughs> but, you know, these people are victims. Like, you know, I used to, like, have a different sort of view on this stuff. I thought that, like, oh, these conspiracy theorists are just crazy and this and that. And I'm like, well, you know, now I'm like, well, a lot of these people are just looking for answers and they don't have answers and they probably don't. Some of them don't have health care. And so, you know some fraud or huckster comes along and tells them that some pill that's only 32 cents a pill is going to cure them. They're going to be motivated to believe that. Yeah. Because you want to believe that's that the cure is out there and that you have access to it. Even that doesn't make any sense because the, uh, uh, the vaccine is free. I mean, it's being paid by the, the government. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. You get, you get it for free. Um, so it's cheaper to get the vaccine and it actually works. Right. But I mean, once you've already, you know, once you've kind of taken the anti-vaccine, 
propaganda hook, line, and sinker. That's true. And then you're sick with the thing. You know, I just feel sorry for these people. And I also feel sorry for their family members who um, were like maybe are not conspiracy theorists and have had to yeah. maybe set some boundaries in their, um, in their, you know, relationships with family members who they otherwise got along with because COVID sort of brought people's conspiratorial thoughts and whatever to the, to the, like the forefront. And that's maybe they get obsessed with it and that's all they can talk about. And now, you know, you're like, Oh, do we invite uncle Fred to, you know, Thanksgiving? And if we do, how do we deal with this? Like, I feel sorry for their, yeah. their families. I feel sorry for their kids. I feel sorry for the people, other people in their lives, their friends, their neighbors, because like it didn't have to be this way. It just didn't fucking have to be this way, but here it is. It is this way. So yeah. our next one is like really funny. Uh, fucking, I can't believe this next one. So this is John Bolton just copying to having organized coups in other countries. <laughs> what a fucking you monster. The, you gonna read the title that I added? Yeah, your title is John Bolton. I should know what it takes to attempt a coup. I helped plan one. <laughs> <laughs> not heed the advice and keep shopping around until you end up with this group of misfits with the, like Michael Flynn and Sidney Powell. Um, is he just not capable of, of hearing no? Well, when it comes to his personal advantage, the answer is he doesn't listen to anybody else. But I think this, it's also important to understand, while nothing Donald Trump did after the election uh, in connection with uh, the lie about the election fraud, none of it is defensible. None of it is defensible. Uh, it's also a mistake, as some people have said, including on the committee, the commentators, that somehow this was a carefully planned coup d'etat aimed at the Constitution. That's not the way Donald Trump does things. It's rambling from one half-vast idea to another, one plan that falls through and another comes up. That, that's what he was doing. As I say, none of it defensible. But you have to understand the nature of what the problem of Donald Trump is. He's, to use a Star Wars metaphor, a disturbance in the force. And it's not an attack on our democracy. It's Donald Trump looking out for Donald Trump. It's a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. I don't know that I agree with you, to be, to be uh, fair, with all due respect. Uh, one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup. Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'etat, yeah. whoa, <laughs> you know, other places, uh, it takes a lot of work. And that's not what he did. It was just stumbling around from one idea to another. Ultimately, he did unleash the rioters at the Capitol. As to that, there's no doubt. But not to overthrow the Constitution, to buy more time to throw the matter back to the states to try and redo the issue. And if you don't believe that, you're going to overreact. And I think that's a real risk for the committee, which has done a lot of good work, mostly when the witnesses testify, not when the members are opining. Uh, it is invariably the case that when you go too far trying to prove your case, you undermine it. And I think you've got to give credit to the intelligence of the American people to listen to the witnesses and let them come to the conclusion. And I think the uh, fellow who had actually gone into the Capitol who said today that he had blinders on and he was too loyal to one person. That is the central point. Yeah, no, it's, it's something. And it was, it, as uh, I think uh, Laura Coates said or somebody said earlier, an offering <laughs> for a lot of. Incoming yeah. call for John Bolton from the fucking Hague. 
<laughs> Motherfucker. Well, I like how we, we kind of laughed over it, but you know, I like how after he said that, he quickly said, in, in other countries. <laughs> right. It's fucking, it's still like, that's fucking. I, I, it's you, still a coup d'etat. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Oh, oh, you man. He is no Donald Rumsfeld. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld knew how to cover his fucking tracks. This guy just goes on TV like, actually, I planned a coup. I'm quite good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, that could have been our palate cleanser, but what I have is a palate cleanser. This is great. I'd <laughs> forgotten about Snooky. I'd forgotten all about Snooky. But she got a message for Dr. Oz from Jersey. And if anybody, just real quick, the background on this is Dr. Oz is running for Senate in Pennsylvania. And all indications are that he lived in New Jersey up until he bought a house in Pennsylvania very recently in order to run for Senate. And then he barely lives in that house in Pennsylvania, except when he's campaigning. So here's a message from uh, Snooki from the Jersey Shore. Hey, Maymet, this is Nicole Snooki, um, and I'm from Jersey Shore. I don't know if you've seen of it before, um, but I'm a hot mess on a reality show, basically, and I enjoy life. Um, but I heard that you moved from New Jersey to Pennsylvania to look for a new job. And personally, I don't know why anyone would want to leave Jersey because it's like the best place ever and we're all hot messes. Um, but I want to <laughs> say best of luck to you. I know you're away from home and you're in a new place, but Jersey will not forget you. I just want to let you know I will not forget you. Um, and don't worry because you'll be back home in Jersey soon. This is only temporary. So good luck. <laughs> you love Jersey loves you. Uh, he'll be back in jersey soon that's correct he's getting his ass handed to him by john fetterman like not just not just that he's getting ratioed on twitter by john fetterman anytime he mentions john fetterman but also he's polling very poorly i think he's like 10 points down in a state where it should be neck and neck wow but i think it's because like republicans for whatever reason, I can't come up with. I can't think of a reason why Republicans might not like a guy named Mehmet. Really, I can't. I can't I come up with that. Could be. I can't really come up with the idea of yeah. of why they might not like a dude named Mehmet. Did you know that he tried to get them to put him on the ballot as Doctor Oz, and they refused? Yes, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they said they, they wouldn't let him do it. Yeah. They were able. To, he they he, they said that he could put Doctor in front of his name if he wanted to. Yeah but that he couldn't just be on the ballot as Dr. Oz because that's actually not his fucking name. Yep. And I mean, he probably knew too. He probably knows too that he's running in a party. That's not going to really take too kindly to a dude named Mehmet. Yeah. So I I wanted to say that that video, um, if you look closely, it was a cameo video, which is that, uh, that, that company where, you know, celebrities can get a little extra bucks, you know, from people paying them to, to do those videos. So, I'm wondering that wasn't a video that she just did for fun. It seemed like somebody paid her to to do the video. I think I I think it might have been the Fetterman campaign. <laughs> and if it if it yeah, is that's that a, if, a good one. If it is, I mean that's that would be public record, right? So we'd be able to find that yeah, out. That's true. On yeah. their next campaign filing and that would be just a baller move. Like we hired Snooky to dunk <laughs> on fucking Dr. Oz. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, not for nothing. They're sort of both like C-list celebrities. So, yeah. you know, whatever. And by, by the way, I wouldn't mind a C-list celebrity's bank account. Um, don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> um, 
Up next, we got friend of Epstein, the Dersh, on uh, why he lost all of his friends. And if it's funny because his friends, him being like closely associated with Jeffrey Epstein after the first trial, um, not just as his lawyer, but like as a friend of his, uh, that wasn't really a yeah. deal breaker for his friends. But uh, here's what was a deal breaker for his friends. Okay. Somebody on the beach was reading one of my books and a guy came over to him and said, are you reading a book by Dershowitz? And he said, yes. And he punched him in the mouth. <laughs> Hold on. Somebody on the beach was reading one of my books and a guy came over to him and said, are you reading a book by Dershowitz? And he said, yes. And he punched him in the mouth. I got that letter today. I'm going to be posting it on, on Twitter. Uh, recently, there was an event in Martha's Vineyard of Jewish Democratic leaders. Who is the most Jewish, well-known Democrat on Martha's Vineyard? Me. I didn't get invited. Uh, old Wait, friends what? have refused what? to invite me to concerts no and events because they say if you're invited, no one will show up. And <laughs> some very prominent politicians, some very prominent people who are part of this cancel culture, and they canceled me because I defended the constitutional right of President Trump, something I'm very proud of having done. Man, that sucks that whatever club he was talking about didn't give a fuck that he was like super cozy with uh with uh, Jeff Epstein. If he was just yeah. his lawyer, I I wouldn't even care, right? Yeah, everybody in this country is entitled to a legal defense. You yeah. as as a lawyer, sometimes you will take cases where you're defending nasty people. Um and I think that that shows integrity actually as an attorney if you carry out your your duties well if somebody's disgusting. I remember they slammed Hillary Clinton when she was practicing law for having given legal to defense. I think it was a murderer. And instead of yeah. her just saying everyone's entitled to a legal defense and my job as an attorney was to provide a legal defense, she tried to act like her it was something else. It was weird. She yeah. she never and it was during the 2016 election in which she never really missed an opportunity to like not slam dunk an obvious question by like well, yeah. She was pretty bad about that. It was pretty bad. It was it was a shit show. And not for nothing, she still got the most votes. Yeah. Country's a gerrymandered shithole. Um, what was uh, what was Dershowitz uh, defending Trump for? Like, I don't even think was it was a what? legal defense thing. I think he was just defending his First Amendment right to say things, like oh, just kind yeah. of in pub in public. I don't think it was like in a court yeah. case. But yeah, Alan Dershowitz is a fucking slime ball. And yeah, also, I'd like to say, uh, even though it's funny, it's not cool to punch people for reading something. Yeah, yeah. And I, but that's the, the best thing about the best thing about that story is it's probably not true. That's probably true. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Yeah. Probably not true. Yeah. I like how you uh, used my um, description of uh, Mr. Shapiro in this next one. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> up, up next, we got Tiny Dancer Ben Shapiro talking about, you know, in a, in a very compassionate way. In a very caring way, in a very, very open and honest way about uh, suicide and uh, uh, our trans brothers and sisters and, I guess, NB pals. And this is always the threat that the left likes to bring. And it's, it starts in academia. It bleeds all the way down. The idea is that if you make an argument based in fact that you're going to cause somebody else to commit suicide. Now, in American law and in law, typically, the idea that you can cause someone else to commit suicide is pretty. I don't think this was general. a law argument. Pretty specific evidence saying with. that somebody is telling somebody to commit suicide in order to even attempt to hold them accountable for their commission of suicide because there's an intervening actor, namely the person who's committing the suicide. The generalized <laughs> point the left tries to make 
is that if you say that a man is a man and a woman is a woman, a bunch of people who believe they are members of the opposite sex will be so despondent about the fact that biological reality exists and that you are saying it. Not even that it exists, that you're saying it. That they're going to go commit suicide. Not for nothing, too. There's a pretty broad consensus among um, not just like biologists who study like human sexuality, but also among social scientists who study gender expression in our society. The consensus is pretty broad and multidisciplinary that being kind to people who are trans or questioning their gender identity and giving them affirming care is very good for them, very good for their families and very good for their community. So not for nothing there. Right. The biologists or whatever don't share his view on biological reality here. Yeah, it's. He's, he's pushing a lot of bullshit and, so as I said before, like he's, he's talking about like a, a law or legal definition of uh, harassment basically, or uh, inducement to suicide or something. I don't know exactly what he's trying to, trying to say there, but that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about people who are just getting harassed constantly. That's leading eventually to just such a, you know, destruction of their psyche that they end up committing suicide. It's a big problem in the trans community, the LGBT community in general as well from what i hear although it's gotten better for the like gay and bisexual people who are cis right because the the fucking the pretty hate machine has moved on right they they would they would gladly bring me into the fold if i fucking uh turned coat or maybe because i'm gay maybe we could say turn tail i don't know there's only one problem with this line of argument it's complete nonsense there's no statistical evidence to suggest that the wildly disparate suicidal ideation rate among lgbt people suddenly corrects itself to meet the cis norm, meaning people who know what sex they are and it is their biological sex, the heterosexual norm, that the suicide rates, the suicidal ideation rates do not suddenly become equal if you live in an area that is highly tolerant of LGBT. But do they go down? They're still wildly disproportionate, which suggests that there are a bunch of other intervening factors, including serious comorbidities with regard to anxiety. It could be because, you know, we live in a a world that's, broader than just the state you're living in right right especially if you're like a public person or whatever talking about like your experience on twitter for example right yeah identity we're not allowed to talk about any of that the idea is supposed to be that it's because josh howley is mean that trans kids are now suicidal that is not true there's no evidence to that idea and by the way even were that true it would not mean that it is now josh howley's job to lie truth matters in a society If some people are unable to handle truth and this causes them to be more mentally ill or more suicidal, that is not the fault of the truth. We're going to have to find some different solutions. The solution is not society-wide falsehoods. Oh, no. Different solutions. You put in a different word there. and uh... (laughs) Oh, good point. Yeah, that's a little on the nose there. Yikes, not for nothing. Like he spoke with Ezra Klein recently and you know, Ezra's kind of like a shit lib or whatever, but Ezra's pretty good on social issues and Ezra kind of took him apart on this stuff and Ben yeah. just changed the subject every time. Like when as when Ez would be like, Hey, you know, this is what the statistics show. And you know, neither even at one point was like, Hey, neither of us are really experts on these kinds of things. And uh, yeah, if I suggest that to anybody, we watched, I think late night or we watched like half of it late night. Uh, anybody who's listening to this, check out Ezra Klein talking to Ben Shapiro. It was quite good. Um, Ben started to get mad too. It was great. And Ezra is just calm, cool and collected. Also, if you've never heard Ezra Klein talk to Sam Harris, that was amazing. 
Oh no. Yeah. We oh no. Um <clears throat> it's okay with you, Matt. Maybe we'll run five minutes uh, long on the pod tonight. Uh, I think that'll be okay. Cool. So up next we, we got it? a docket newbie Dalton Daldfelter, Dal- Dal- whatever. He fucking Dal- probably Dal- has an ascot. Dalton Daldfeller. <laughs> Dalton Quad Quadfelter. What the fuck? And he looks exactly like you'd think a dude named Dalton Quadfelter would look. Um, and he's going to talk about bullying and trans people. And this is fucking disturbing. This is probably on little Nikki Fuentes' cozy TV, but I'm not sure. I'm a proponent of bullying. I think if you're a loser, you are. I fucking love to stuff you in a locker. You fix yourself. <laughs> if you're fat, you should be bullied and lose weight. Hey. If you're dumb, you should be bullied and you should educate yourself more. Wait, wait. No, I thought you I thought y'all believed uh, intelligence was genetic. Trans, you should be bullied <laughs> and not be trans anymore. Whoa. Hard concept to follow. Of course, everyone reacts differently. So I'm not saying just bully everybody. But as a general rule of thumb, I think bullying is good. For the most part, harassment. It's not, not good. good. It doesn't bullying. do what you think it's doing. Start bullying. Start bullying again, and make sodomy and homosexual relations and being trans illegal. Wow! Now we're talking. Now we're cooking with gas. I'm loving it. This is where we need to go right here. I'd love to see this dork try to bully one gay person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess online it would I mean, be pretty easy, but like this, these—I just would love to see this, this, this dude try to like go into like a gay bar and start trying to bully people. I don't think it would work out. Bartender would kick you out immediately. Well, yeah, yeah. And he looks like a guy who's been stuffed in a, a locker a few dozen times. He also, um, I'm. But he, also, he also looks like he probably has cufflinks because he thinks it impresses the <laughs> yeah. girls. But right, the yeah. problem he has isn't that his cufflinks aren't nice enough; it's that he speaks. exactly uh but also just just to be clear like bullying people for anything like does not do what you think what doesn't get you to your goals like if you bully a fat person to get them to lose weight you know even if you're friends and you're you're you know just being joking and and ribbing with your friends kind of thing that doesn't help them you know lose weight like that doesn't actually get them in that direction it just fucks them up mentally. In fact, if you're not like if you're not their doctor or whatever, maybe you just leave them fuck leave them fuck leave them the fuck alone. Yeah, because like you don't have the right advice anyway. Right. The the and maybe the doctor doesn't even have the right advice and refers somebody out. So <clears throat> up next we got Alex Jones. Alex Jones likes it when we play clips of him, but apparently he doesn't like it when the uh, J Six Committee plays clips of him. <laughs> Clip now, the January sixth. Martial law, New World Order, communist hearing, aired clips of my show and said that we were planning an attack on the Capitol. Well, attacking the Capitol made people trying to protest the election, which is legal and lawful, look like idiots. And I was there and tried to stop it. But it's true. Matt Bracken been a guest here many times, and he co-hosts. Why does he have times. video from Doctor like Strange behind him? Over here in a few I don't know. And one time, I think it's the I think it's down, supposed to represent the Illuminati planning things. Before January six, and said storm the Capitol. And the funny thing was, he would never come on the show or talk to us after January six. I don't know what's going on with old Matt Bracken and enemies foreign and domestic. I just know that he said those things on air, 
on my show when I wasn't here, and then they attacked me for it. Very, very interesting. If he'd come on and explain it, it'd be great. Oh, we played clips of this guy's Star Spangled show before. Six months ago when the January 6th McCarthy 2.0 hearing subpoenaed me. We tried to call Matt. He won't talk to us. Maybe Matt will come on sometime and discuss it with us. But regardless, you see that. Oh, that guy turned on Alex Jones. Yeah. Shit got real and that guy turned on Alex Jones. That's what happened, I think. So you know how we sometimes watch clips of these sovereign citizen types? Sir. Who, yeah. uh, who will like try to tell a judge that they are uh, like a sovereign, that they're like, I'm a free man on the land or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And well, the rules don't apply or something. And the judges like usually just kind of roll their eyes and let the person go off. Yep. What we found here is a clip where that's what didn't happen. <laughs> the new at 630 is not something you'd expect to hear from a judge. Sir, I don't want to hear any of your constitutionalist crap. I mean, just say not something you'd expect to. Hear oh, man. Sorry about that. Sir, I don't want to hear any of your constitutionalist crap. I mean, just save it for somebody else who's stupid and believes so That it. was the scene in a Spokane County courtroom this week and just one part of a bizarre and dangerous story. The courtroom drama is just one part of the case that actually started with allegations that a man assaulted his teenage daughter. What follows is a tale that includes allegations of kidnapping, a man proclaiming he doesn't need to follow U.S. law and who prosecutors say threatened that a Spokane family be executed for treason. Melissa Luck walks us through the case in this 4 News Now exclusive. He is uh, alleged to be an accessory for kidnapping, a significant charge. Most first court appearances look and sound like this, but nothing else about Howard Patton's court appearance yesterday was typical. It starts with criminal charges against another man, Daniil Bagmet. Police say he assaulted his teenage daughter last September. With those charges pending, the state placed the girl with another Russian family for her safety. That's when Howard Padden enters the picture. Police say last week Padden showed up at the foster family's home claiming to be an attorney. He handed them documents that said they needed to return the child to her parents. And if they didn't, they would be arrested, deported out of the country. All of their assets would be confiscated. Your charade is over, he wrote. If you return, you could be executed by firing squad for high treason. Fearing for Whoa. their safety, the foster parents handed over the child. And by the time the state figured out she was gone, police were able to find her and arrest Padden and also her biological parents on kidnapping charges. And that's when things took an even more bizarre turn. When Padden made an appearance this week at the Spokane County Courthouse, he immediately indicated his belief that he wasn't a U.S. citizen and isn't subject to U.S. law. But Court Commissioner John Stein wasn't having it. Listen. Is this the Howard Patton trust you're talking about? I'm appearing as a living man. Sir, I don't want to hear any of your constitutionalist crap. I mean, just save it for somebody else who's stupid <laughs> and believes in that. Without his cooperation in the proceedings, Stein appointed Patton a public defender who tried to poke holes in the charges. We don't have firing squads. This is not something that is going to happen. And there were no direct threats made other than what was in this paperwork, which uh, very clearly Again, it's not something that occurs in the United States. But Stein contends this family is from Russia and may not be familiar with how U.S. law works. Prosecutors revealed Patton already faces a litany of charges for pretending to make and enforce his own laws. 
Mr. Patton, who uh, claims to be the de jure chief justice of the state Supreme Court. Patton faces 32 counts of intimidating a public servant in Stevens County. In that case, he's accused of threatening the county treasurer because he didn't believe in paying his taxes. He sent this fake foreclosure document to her and 31 other county and state officials, including Governor Inslee. In it, Patton says they have 30 days to hand over their property, and if they don't, they will be tracked down by bounty hunters. Patton is now booked on those charges and faces these new kidnapping charges in Spokane County. Whether he believes in the U.S. legal system or not, he's now very much a part of its process. I'm Melissa Luck, 4 News Now. That's crazy. Yeah. But, like, good on the judge, because we've watched enough of these kind of sovereign citizen things where the judge, like, doesn't say anything. And, like, <clears throat> then the sovereign citizen movement will play it to uh, suggest that, uh, well, yeah. that, uh, that, you know, oh, we got over on that, we got over on that judge, you know, the judge, you know, they'll just play it because the judge doesn't push back because the judge is like, I'm not giving this any fucking oxygen in my fucking courtroom. I don't, you know, they're yeah. just not going to deal, they're not going to like listen to it, hear it out, argue with the person. This judge was like, uh-uh, I have a full docket today. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe he maybe he didn't sleep so well the night before, and he was just like, today is not the fucking day. Yeah. Free man on the land. <laughs> but the story behind that is fucking terrifying. Yeah, that was really messed up. The whole thing was terrifying, because I guess these were uh, Russian immigrants who... Not for nothing, we're doing a kind thing by fostering some somebody, a child. Like most yeah. people don't want to be foster parents, right? Um, and so, you know, somebody comes up to them and says they're going to be executed by firing squad. Sure, you're making a threat that the government's going to come and get somebody, but yeah, I think he then took the kid, and so that's kidnapping. That's it. Yeah taking someone against their will or taking a, taking a ch minor child who is not your minor child or that you are not, you know, tasked with temporary custody or of whatever, or whatever that's kidnapping. And this guy's, this guy's fucked. This guy's so fucked. Yep. And yeah. not for nothing. This, 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 uh, girl, or I, I guess, yeah, she was a teenager. This girl was like abused by her father and then she got kidnapped by some fucking wackadoodle. Yeah. Like, yo, if this guy had any money, she would also be uh, going about the fucking business of taking it all in like yeah. a civil suit because of like just the amount of trauma that this person is going to, uh, you know, not going well, to ha that's, has that's suffered incoming. Cause if you, if you listen closely to what he was saying, he was he right before the judge went off on him, he was talking about, um, appearing as a, a biological human or something. I don't remember what it was because the other thing he said was his name and a trust. So it sounds like he was trying to push something off onto a trust or, or something so that it could uh, get away with it or confuse the situation or something. But the judge wasn't having any of that. It could also be that the, um, the word trust is being used differently there than you or I might think about it because these people like kind of do this yeah. fucked up thing with language. But he he also claimed to be like the fucking people's attorney general or some shit. So I wonder if this guy yeah. knows about <laughs> Russell J Russell hyphen J Colin Gould, who is the postmaster general of the fucking universe. I wonder if like right. he gets yeah. some of his information from that. So in other disturbing stories, in our last story for the the podcast part of the show, <laughs> um, <clears throat> apparently a 
Dave Rubin did a stand-up show in Miami. <laughs> it's probably interesting. It's, it's probably hilarious, but yeah. not for the reason he thinks it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any black people here tonight? Oh, we got two. We got two black Whoa. people. We got three black people. This is getting weird. One can beat sixty-eight years. Ah, uh, that's good. You get a shirt, my friend. That was that was funny. Any of you know anyone that fled Florida in the last two? What? Wow, one went to California. Your brother went to California. For the record, boys are boys, girls are girls. Sorry, only women can give birth. Hate me, call me transphobic, whatever. Transphobic. If you do, you suck too. To remember how good things were, you were here long before any of us were here. <laughs> Thank you. That was just a super cut. I imagine that the yeah. full two hours of that was fucking excruciating. And I'm glad that we don't have the money to force you to go to things like that in Florida, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I wish we had the money to force you to go to things like that in Florida, but I'm also glad that we don't have the money to force you to go to things yeah, like that in Florida. Not, not yet. <laughs> You're like, well, what I would need is a ticket and very nice accommodations and a check possibly with two digits before the comma and the first digit ain't going to be a one. <laughs> I just want to point out that from where I am to go down to Miami is probably very similar from going from uh, you know, Northern California down to like LA, like that kind of distance. So airfare too. Yeah. I would pretty much have to fly. Yeah. Luckily enough, this network doesn't have any money, so we can't like pay people to abuse themselves yeah. in that sort of way. <laughs> hey Matt, thanks for sticking around a couple extra minutes. I know it's uh, midnight where you're at and that I, that you've, I think you mentioned you've been trying to go to bed earlier. So trying, trying. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to get myself going to bed a little earlier just because i know that like when we move the studio that it'll be better to be awake like during the daytime um yeah better for all involved <laughs> uh, speaking of which <clears throat> we're moving i'm moving we're moving the studio to a bigger location if you're if you listen to the this podcast to the end that means you liked it i think and that means you like me which is insanity but you can support the move just go to echoplexmedia.com support there's a bunch of ways to support uh financially and of course, if you can't do that or don't want to do any of that, just share the show with your friends and uh, we'd be glad you did. Um, <clears throat> as always, at the end of this show, until we find a better song to end like basically every fucking show with, which is going to be hard. This is Boomers by Periscope. When I come back, my drink, the contents of my drink will have changed. And so will the color of the lighting in the room. And I'll chop it up a little bit with chat. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out this evening. And uh, thanks everybody who has been supporting this project, uh, Patreon, Twitch subs, uh, people who've donated money directly, anybody who's bought anything on our Amazon wish list that hasn't shown up yet. Um, just thanks everybody. Uh, we're excited about the the move and what's coming next. What I am not excited about is the studio being in a garage during August, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Boomers by Periscope. Uh, thanks again, Matt. I'll see you tomorrow for How the Tech Are You. Everybody make sure you yep. download How the Tech Are You on your podcast app. Whatever. I'll see everybody on the flip side.
shadow banned by the liberal media free market got you down do you get ratioed on every twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything then producer dave and hk are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin the intellectual dollar tree every wednesday at 7 p.m pacific please leave it a one-star review on itunes check out the rest of our schedule at echoplexmedia.com